Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Saints Radio. And um, it's really nice to be able to reach out to you after we were uh, enduring a winter blast last week. But the sun shines today, the ice is largely melted, and we are ready to go. I am happy to welcome Monica once again through the miracle of our vMix connection. vMix. We need to give it a name. Yeah, something special. We need we need a theme song, and we need a, a flashy name for this. Hmm. Let's think about it. I so heard VMix, is that what does that stand for exactly? I think it's video, video? mix. Video mix, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. but that's that's what this thing says. It's VMix Pro. And when we send out a link, it's a VMix link. Almost sounds like some kind of a nutritional concoction. Something that something that Robin would mix up with her essential oils. Pastor Larry, have you had your V mix today? <laughs> Put it in their morning smoothies. You want an extra shot of V mix? Um, so, Monica, I know that uh, lots of folks are praying for you and thinking of you, and I don't know if there's anything you want to share about. Your uh, your progress in recovery. Um. Well, of course, I certainly want to thank everyone for for your prayers and your thoughts and your texts and your your all the ways that you've blessed me um, while I'm down. And I don't. I don't really have. It's just a process, and it's it's an eight to ten week process, and it just I'm in the middle of the process. So the Lord has been really um, with me through it. I can't say that I don't have moments of frustration just because I'm so limited in what I can do, but I'm incredibly thankful that um, for the way that He actually created the human body to heal itself and there's no surgical there's nothing surgical that's going to be necessary and so yeah i'm just i'm just continue to give thanks in the midst and um really lean into the grace and healing of the lord and trust just really trust in this process because it doesn't feel any different and yet i know that it's happening so isn't that the way that it is so often in our walk with the Lord? It's our walk of faith. And I know there's been things that I have been before the Lord to pray about over the number of years um, in intercession where in a moment he said it is done. And you walk away and think, okay, I'm going to see immediate change. And it could be a year before you actually see the manifestation of it. But regardless of that, he is always faithful. And so I just rest in that. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's really given me an opportunity to, um, to pray for so many others. And I find my spirit is just so geared every morning 
you know, I asked the Lord to put on my heart just to reveal to me within our community of saints and those, our family, our saints' family, um, just ways that I can intercede and pray. And I'm not saying I don't do that on the, in, you know, during ordinary times. I do. But it's really been a time of um, a lot of reflection, a lot of proactive prayer, a lot of prosuke, a lot of supplication, and um, a lot of faith. So, yeah, good. Well, great, great. Um, when we were connecting, I heard Scarlet the prayer dog uh, barking. And that was that was nice to hear because she she obviously misses being able to be up here to jingle around on the holy desk. Um, so um, at least you at least you are well uh, well surrounded. Oh, every day, both Scarlet the prayer dog and Hank the big dog. Are with me, but Hank is at doggy daycare today, so no barking, no no Hank barking today. Doggy daycare. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he goes to doggy daycare every couple of weeks. He gets a groom and he does day daycare, so oh, well, it's good for nice. him. It helps him get socialized. Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe we should start Saints Daycare or something like that for people that have been sequestered or whatever. Every couple of weeks, they can get out among the saints and just get groomed, <laughs> be aligned with the holy things. Fetch. Yeah, we'll put we'll put uh, we'll find somebody to be in charge of that, and we'll get it going. Of course, we have our own version of uh, saints daycare that's going to be happening. Oh, I'm looking at the calendar. It's uh, about five weeks from now, and it's our Saints Network seminar. Um, We sent out an email today recommending that people access the website and register. So, as as has been the case over the past couple of years, um, if... uh, we we really want you to register whether you're going to be here in person or are remote. That way we know if we need to send uh, any specific directives or, uh, you know, there's a lot of benefits to registering. So um, please access that. And we hope that, we hope that a, a number of you will come. I mean, we're, we're here in the free state of Texas. We don't have any limitations on travel or, um, you know, if, if you, you probably need to carry a mask in case you want to go into the hippie stores around here. But, um, hippie stores. Oh, yeah. I mean, I consider Whole Foods a hippie store. I go in there. They've got the big sign on the door, you know, please wear a mask when you come in here. But most of the other places don't require any. It's been so long for me. I don't, <laughs> I don't even have a grid for that anymore. Because I, you know, I go to see the doctor every couple of weeks, and I always ask when we pull up, "Am I supposed to have a mask on?" But they don't require it there, so it's just I don't even think about it. 
Yeah, uh, we're uh, we're we're free here in Texas. So, um, I I remember a couple of years ago when this nonsense all started, and uh, the county judge was laying out all kinds of threats and sending the police. That was before they defunded the police, and um, we had the seminar here, and we were just most concerned that we would be shut down and the folks that had traveled great distance to be here, we wouldn't have a seminar for them. Um, but here we are. We're alive and well. God's allowed us to expand uh, the outreach of the saints and that's going to continue. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this this gathering um, in March. I know God's going to do some very special things. And uh, so we we want you to be here. And I know that some of you are unable to travel, but we want you to register and we want you to join with us online. So um, let's believe God for great, great things. Uh, you know, I was reading... The, the the saints' first Saturday words that have been submitted thus far, I reviewed them today, and um, I I just I'm amazed by the way God speaks through so many different places around the world, and He says things that are concurrent with from one place to the to the next i i think we've been amazed by that over the years haven't we oh yes absolutely but you know i think the predominant theme this time is that there's we we've got to we've got to really buckle up and and work and I, you know, it's it's kind of a good thing because that that speaks of the spirit, the urgency of the spirit, and that's that's always a wonderful wave to ride, the wind in our sails, as it were, because it's God's time to move, and it's the blowing in the the mulberry trees. But um, in a way, though, it's alarming because. <laughs> I don't know how this how long this window of time will last, but uh, some really unique times are going to come upon this earth. They're already here, but uh, thankfully we have a God that's in it all, and he's led us thus far, and he will continue to do so. We need to remember that we are in the light. And even though I was reading in First Thessalonians this morning, what Paul is talking about, about um, just knowing the time, you know, and he says, 
that they need to remember that they are walking in the light and the light is within them and regardless of the destruction and the darkness that is surrounding them uh, we have to we have to stay in that light because we're called to to take to turn the darkness to light and if we succumb to the darkness that surrounds us and our mindset and our perspective in any way it 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 shrouds truth you know it shrouds what we're called to carry so there's so there's just so many dimensions to where we are and and how we're supposed to apply our moving forward in that work so I'm, I'm so thankful for the way God has has taught us and prepared us but it's a continual you know it's renewing your mind every day and um, dying daily and, and all those things that we know so yeah. well it's uh, those are good words so again if you've not sent in your reflections from the prayer time this past week, please do so. Um, it was really odd here on Saturday morning because, you know, we had been iced in, basically, and I ventured out on Saturday morning, came in here early, and walked into the sanctuary. 42 degrees in the sanctuary on Saturday morning when I got here, which meant that our heater was not working properly, and we didn't know what was wrong. And so those uh, brave souls who came, it was funny standing in the balcony. I was up in the balcony by myself, and, uh, you know, I'm praying in the Spirit out loud. I was singing in the Spirit, and my I could see my breath just billowing out, you know, the fog. It was that cold in here. So um, there's probably some symbolism to that <laughs> why on a first Saturday that would happen but um, if you've not committed your word please do it and uh, we'll see what what the spirit says through that and you know it's the prayer that matters we always have to say this from the interpretation folks here you know it's the prayer that matters but the word tells us to interpret when you pray in in the spirit and so this is part of that hermeneutical process uh it's kind of like a big uh interpretation exercise where we contribute and we we put together a not a sermon but a communication from the various prophetic words that, and prophetic voices that are speaking throughout the word world, and so please be faithful to do that. <clears throat> well, um, I don't really know what all the Lord is wanting to, us to share during the seminar. I know it has to do with the times, but 
This past Sunday, this message that I brought about the seven churches has just been captivating me. And I, I, I know I've got a lot of work ahead of me to, um, to really reflect on why Jesus spent the first part of that encounter with John saying what he was saying. I mean, it's, and I, again, I mentioned this the other day, but I love the Word, and I love to read the Word, and we've we've looked at various scriptures that are found in those first few chapters of Revelation. But in all honesty, it never really made a whole lot of sense to me in light of what that book is about and where John was for the Lord to be saying those things about those seven churches to John. It just didn't make any sense to me. And I often thought, well, what about Antioch? What about Jerusalem? What about uh, Corinth? What about, you know, the other significant churches? What about words for them? And I thought, certainly, Lord, you know, this is probably the first time you've met with John since you rose. We don't know. He could have had other encounters with the Lord, but He's in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, and then Jesus starts talking about Smyrna and Philadelphia, Sardis. Um, (laughs) You know, there was supposed to be a letter to the Laodiceans, but we don't have it. Uh, You know, and I, I always thought that this was out of place, but I didn't question it, but it just never made any sense to me. And for, for the spirit to really be pressing this, and I, I, I can't tell you how strongly I'm feeling pressed by this. It, it, there's an urgency, <clears throat> and so um, we'll see what the Lord wants to do with it. As I've studied just briefly about these various churches, Monica, I've thought of various places where we've been in ministry around the world. And boy, there was one, Sardis, as I read about it, I thought, dear God, we've encountered that influence in some nations. And the things Jesus is speaking to those people, I guess you'd call them Sardisians, I don't know. Man, the principles he's laying out there are operative factors for ministering when you encounter that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, this really is a diagram of the way the Council of Seven works, and um, so we'll see. Pray for us that we'll be able to discern the deeper truths in the unsearchable riches of the word. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing the way the spirit begins to, when he begins to speak like that through you apostolically, just unveiling really understandings of things that, I mean, how many times have we read through that part of the book of Revelation, you studied it from a, the perspective of the seven churches, the seven spirits, and overlaid all of those things, tried to associate 
with each one of the churches because we know that in each letter there's things that that are both um, corrective and things that are affirming and I think we've all just tried to connect and associate and apply the best that we could but as you were speaking on Sunday morning I was remote but nonetheless it's still very much um, very real and and I could just sense the just the spirit just opening up and just breathing truth and breathing just the unveiling of, of the mystery just coming out and I love those moments because it makes you really realize that our intercession is so vital because so often it's like you'll begin to bring something and the Lord will just begin to open it up through you and my spirit so much engages because I know that 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 the intercession that's come out of of my spirit from just from where I stand and who what I represent and I could probably speak this on behalf of every intercessor that it just it it just bears witness in such an incredible way you know this is truth this is this is the unveiling of God's plan his and the strategy of the enemy and we just have to really press in to to know how to apply it and how to pray through it and how what to do where to go oh, mm -hmm. and how to how to establish and how to equip and and all the things apostolically that we're called to do amongst just the army of the saints and so i mean i was pretty blown away in fact i told you later I, i'm gonna have to go back and listen a couple times because there was so much i mean there was so much and so many of the things that you that you touched on or that the spirit touched on are things that that just it's just like you're you realize these are at play these are very much in play in our society you know from um just recruiting the young ones to idol worship you know there was just so many things yeah. that are so that what we're seeing when you read the news yeah and it's just it's it's frightening you know i read I, I hate to even say this on the radio but yesterday you may have seen this on fox business news i glanced through that every day there was an article about universities across the united states that have initiated the week before valentine's day what they're calling sex week yeah where they literally have programs for these college kids that are completely and totally sexually oriented, where they talk about all these sexual things. It's such perversion mm -hmm. to the extent of um, sex with transgenders and, you know, all this just perverted stuff. I was so disgusted when I saw that. And these are like mainstream universities in our country that are being supported by the university. Yeah. And I think these kids, oh my gosh. It just but that's just one thing. So you talk about the young people and the way they're being programmed and just it's just but God is sovereign. And 
Well, yeah, I mean, I I saw that too, and you know, we're like you said. I mean, it's I I just pulled it up here: Ohio State, Yale, Harvard, Tulane, um, University of Tennessee, um, University of Maryland, University of Central Florida. I mean, and it's just going on down the line. It's it's who would think of such a thing? I, I don't mean, know. it's just it's just bizarre. I know, and the faculty is involved. This is not just some fraternity thing. This is something that they are initiating on campus. And I mean, I was appalled when I was in grade school. I was in public school and. Planned Parenthood came into my health class and handed out condoms. Oh. Of course, I didn't even know what that was. I mean, I was, I was very naive, but, and I'm sorry I've taken us down this path. I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, the things that you were talking about, about just the seduction of the, the, the generations and the young generation and the recruiting and, and, and then I, I mean, our university should know better, but Right, especially I remember a few years ago they there there was such a a me too type of an emphasis where they were talking about people being abused and being taken advantage of and of course we know that that that's a that would be a terrible prospect but what what are they expecting to happen when they go through this litany of emphases next week are they not expecting there to be abuse are they not expecting there to be people who take it too far or who are in some ways going to exhibit a measure of perversion are they not expecting that i I mean it, it, it you sow that what kind of fruit are you going to reap i don't know but it's just a sign of of uh the day in which we live and I, I do believe that it's, um, it's another measure of warning for us, the gravity of the moments that are ahead. And, you know, again, like I said on Sunday, I mean, I, I, I sound like an old fogey saying these things. And I know that there are little children in our network. I mean, my my granddaughters and my little grandson who I held yesterday, and um, and I I think, dear God, keep them. You know, we're talking about some troublesome times ahead. We're already in them, and and I I can't imagine if the Lord tarries what they will face but you know what god god is with them but it's certainly a different world than than what we grew up in um i mean i never had planned parenthood come into my class maybe they weren't up and running yet you know since i'm such an old timer i do remember them giving us those little red pills that you took home and chewed them, and then you were supposed to look at your teeth and find out areas where you either had cavities or sensitivity. Remember that? Remember that? <laughs> no, they didn't come. To, they didn't come to my school. 
Oh my goodness! Yeah, we had dental checkup things once a, a couple of times a year, and yeah, which is a I guess I don't know what was in those things, but at least it was a wholesome deal, and that, thank God for it because that's how uh, I recognize that you know, hey, I need to have some orthodontic treatment. And the school sent a letter to my parents, and they were just—they were just simple enough to think that it wasn't an option for them. They needed to get me in <laughs> to get braces. <laughs> oh man! But good Lord, what our kids, our grandkids, will have to deal with. Um, uh, but thank God, you know, yes. we're we're in. We're in a time that we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord and be happy no matter what's going on and rejoice. And again, and again, I say, I say, rejoice. So, um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what the Lord wants to do through this, but it. It certainly is a time when our prophetic senses are are being honed and developed. Um, it's good days, but strange indeed, man. Yeah, I saw that report too yesterday, and I thought that's disgusting. That's just disgusting. I read about some of the... Th I won't go into it because I know there are tender ears listening. But um, some of the things that they scheduled are just outrageous. I mean, I think, good Lord. So, it's just, just what uh, the world we're living in. That's right. We need to hold fast. Crateo. Right. Do what he says to do. Um, I don't know what I'm going to share tomorrow on Wednesday Night Live, but I, since Sunday I've kept thinking about the depths of Satan and the bathos of Satan and um, the burden that's associated with that. And I'm probably going to speak on that because I do think that it... it you know, from a couple of years ago, remember when we we first started hearing how the enemy was taking some of our saints' network into deep places of the demonic. The depth of Satan was there. And, and at the same time, I would describe, and I know you and I talked about it, you face these things, but I would describe publicly... Man, there's such an influence of the demonic, some really odd things that we've never felt before, just almost captivating, moving moving in. And if you're not really girded up, you can, you can begin to react to those things. And to me, that's Jesus is describing the connection between those two things in that verse. And it, it's part of the Jezebel influence, but it's um, it really is um, it's something that I think we need to consider. I'm not teaching this now. Tune in, tune in tomorrow. 
same bat time, same bat channel. But, you know, that this term here, and you wrote the book on the burden, so you, you address these types of things, but the, this burden here of the demonic is the same word that's used to describe the glory of the Lord when it comes on us. So there's a connection there between our receptors, uh, how we respond to the deeper things of the Lord, and how the enemy tries to flood in and utilize those capacities in people around the world who are devoted to him or who just, they have giftings, but they're not using them for God, and it's just kind of, triggers a response. Maybe it's the gross darkness, the darkness upon the earth and the gross darkness that's upon the people. Perhaps that's the same thing that's being discussed here. But my light will shine upon you. You know, it's kind of funny yesterday... Levi is his eyes are developing, obviously, as every little baby's are. But yesterday, for the first time, he was kind of focusing on. I think they always they always look at my glasses and they try to figure out a way to grab them off my head. And of course, then no, 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 don't, don't, don't grab those. But he was looking toward the window because the sun was shining and he kept looking over to see the light and um, after about 10 minutes I thought well I'm just going to walk him over to the door the sun wasn't blazing in it was just bright outside and as as I got closer to the door he was squinching up his little eyes because I could tell he liked looking at it from a distance but when he got up close it was uncomfortable and so I walked him back over to where I was but I, I wonder about the effect of the light that the Lord shines upon us and will upon these people that are in the darkness of the world and in the gross darkness of the enemy. I wonder how they'll squinch and try to extinguish the light, but you can't you can't do it. You can't do it. That's crazy that you say that because on Saturday during our first Saturday prayer that that's what the Lord, I mean, he was showing me the light that was on Jesus when he was transfigured. And, you know, I was just, I, I was just, it's like I was in that moment, like I was there, even heard the father say, you know, this is my beloved son, hear him. And, and then the Lord just began to speak to me and say, you know, through the process of us becoming Christ-like, and being transformed from the inside, that that light is upon us. And and I literally, I just prophesied this, that there is a glow upon that's coming upon the saints. That, you know, you walk into a dark room and that glow is going to, it's going to penetrate that darkness. And, and I, I, I mean, it, you know how sometimes it's like you're sensing things and it just sounds so crazy, but it was so real for me. And I think that when you talk about the light, I think that we need to accept the fact that that glow is going to be upon us. 
And I, I, I mentioned First Thessalonians. I was reading that earlier today, and he, he's talking about you know the thief in the night, and when that day comes, the day of the Lord. And he says, the two brethren are not in the darkness, because he's talking about he's going to come as a thief in the night. And I just started thinking about the destruction is, is darkness. You know, I mean, we see it manifest in so many different ways around us, but it, it's really the darkness. But he says, um, we're not in the darkness, so the darkness will not overtake us. We are sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. But then he goes on to tell us that we are not to sleep as others do, but we need to be watchful and sober. Um, but I think, you know, it really so much, I think, aligns with where we are in the year of the saints and the whole process of being sanctified, being set apart. I mean, how we talk about these things that are happening in our nation. I mean, we have to recognize we are set apart and we are set apart as sons of light. And, um, that darkness, it can't touch us unless we allow it in. And, and so we got to be sober. We got to be awake. Um, we got to watch, but at the same time, know who we are and know what's in us. So, I totally bear witness of what you're saying. It's very similar to how the Lord's been speaking to me. Yeah, and I, I remember you you also referenced the, the transfiguration of the Lord with that brightness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God's been, um, over the past couple of years, he's been talking about transition, um, but he's also been changing us and um, perhaps part of that a major portion of that transition is getting us ready for what you spoke on uh, what your contribution was on Saturday um, regarding being ready to be the light in the midst of the darkness Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, you know and then you know you Think about the, the the virgins and having their wick trimmed and ready, and they don't didn't have oil. Um, and and you wonder about that time on the Transfiguration Mountain. What was happening in the darkness there? What 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 was what was the enemy doing at that time? In conjunction, because down at the bottom of the hill. You had that little boy with the unclean spirit. And, um, uh, you know, the, you know. I guess in fairness, transfiguration was really a, a great thing in the Word, but the scenario in which it came was awful. <laughs> it was just awful. You had disciples who were up there who totally missed the point they were wanting to build tabernacles to Moses and Elijah. Now, who thinks of that? Who who does that? And I then at the, I, yeah. I, almost feel, <laughs> yeah. I almost just feel like it's like they didn't understand. I mean, you think about it. Right before Peter said that, Jesus said, I mean, the, the Father says, his voice comes out and says, this is my beloved son. This is my love. This is my agape. This is... 
this is what it is. And I am well pleased in that I got in him. Which, do we not have the, the privilege to, to be a son like that before the Father? And then they, yeah. then he's, he's speaking to Peter, James, and John, right? Right. And he says, hear him. And I just think there's something in that that is a word for us. And then Peter, it's like he wanted, he so much wanted, he was so <laughs> excited to do something good. I mean, to always be doing something that I, to, I'm with you. It's like, that's the most random thing for him to say. <laughs> but for yeah. Him, was trying to serve, like, you know how he was. It's just like, what can yeah. I do? What can I do? Yeah, and particularly for like for for Moses, what do you think Moses would have said about? You know, he had himself had a, a, an atmosphere up on the top of the mountain, and when he came down, people had built some kind of idol. <laughs> what do you think he would have said about Peter's suggestion? And Elijah too. I mean, so but you're right. Don't you think though that that is a picture of? I mean. We think about light and we think about we are sons of light and the light dwells within us. And, and, and yet, and granted, we're not always on the top of the mount. But when we come down, all that darkness is going on around us. It's like when Moses came down and they're doing all kinds of evil. It, it's, it to me is such a picture of who we are yeah. and what's in us and what we face what we will face. So. Yeah. I, and, I, and then down at the bottom of the hill, you've got the other nine who are totally flummoxed by what's going on. And you've got a group of people that are, that are shouting this and that you've got a father who's weeping. You got a little boy who's doing all kinds of shenanigans under the power of the devil and all of those things happening during this glorious thing where the light is coming upon Jesus. Yeah. So we think we've got it rough. I mean, that, that was not a rosy scenario there. Mm. It just it just wasn't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah. The light. So we'll see. We'll see what the Lord wants to do in this in the weeks leading up to our gathering, and we're firmly believing that Monica is going to be up and mobile and being able to lead the Jericho march that we'll be doing in the sanctuary. The Jericho March. <laughs> as, long, as long as I can glow, I'm okay. Now, you know, I just said that. We're laughing about it. Somebody's heard that, and they're going to be sincerely thinking we're going to do that. It'll be a thing going all through Europe. Uh, people be contacting Luke and Sylvie. What is this? What is this they're doing? No, 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 no. There will be none of that. We may do that. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm telling you, I mean, you don't. I I, I seriously took walking for granted. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, I walking and running and 
hopping and dancing and all the things that you do on two feet, I, I, I will never take that for granted again. Just going up and down stairs. So it's, we may do a march. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you guys yeah. are all doing it with me. You know, it might be something that we do as the spirit directs as a, as a way to have whatever's come against the people of God be broken off and healing be restored. It's a therapeuo, as it were. Yeah, the walls are going to fall down. Haley just texted me and asked if I was going to blow the shofar. Well, you know what, Haley? I, I, I know that there's an official shofar blower of West Virginia. We've met her. You should but bring her, Haley. It might be. Well, you could either bring her or you could go over and borrow her shofar, and you could be. <gasps> you could be. Yes, I'm, I'm all for that. The delegate from West Virginia. <laughs> Not necessarily the official shofar blower, but you could be the delegated blower. You could be the Saints Network official shofar blower. Oh, my goodness. We're getting somewhere now. Yeah. Woo, we're doling out anointings and giftings. <laughs> Assignments, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you remember when... Charles Baker was here and he had that long, that big shofar and he would go around through the Saints Network either trying to take people's pictures or get them to try to blow the shofar. That was, and, and no matter what you, no matter what you did, he would always come up with some kind of shenanigan or nonsense and it was just all you could do to keep up with him. I was just, it's so funny, I was just talking to my sister the other day. We were reminiscing about how he would chase people around with the Bible to try to get them Oh, my goodness. To try to lay it on their head. So we'd be having prayer time, and there'd be people <laughs> laying all over the... And I remember him chasing Amy DeReggie around the sanctuary, trying to get her free of whatever... <laughs> there was one girl that was here, and... We were all gathered up at the front one time, and he was chasing her through the back of the sanctuary, and she yelled out, Pastor! <laughs> Dr. Baker's trying to put that Bible on my head! <laughs> I think I said, Charles, put your Bible away, please. We're trying to do something up here. Up here. <laughs> So, Haley, uh, you've got a couple options. You can be the official shofar blower of, for the seminar, or you could bring one of those little Gideon Bibles, and you could be the official Gideon Bible layer honor of Bibles on heads. We can make an acronym for that. So you just pray about it, and you let us know. And I'll search carefully for this for the first Saturday words as they're submitted. Monica will too, and if, if we see any confirmation of that, we'll let you know. <laughs> I don't mean to be bad. She's this lady's probably listening. I, I I don't mean to be bad, but I remember when she came. <laughs> we were in Charleston, West Virginia, and if anybody still thinks that God didn't do something through that, look at what's happening through Joe Manchin right now in this country i i think i think somehow we did something in that state at during that time 
that has impacted, that continues to impact the nation. But anyway, this lady came up to me. We were doing an activation. Tammy Stewart was leading it. Tammy, I know you're listening. And uh, she and Dennis, we were down there by the river. The Abe Lincoln statue was there. And this lady came up and had the shofar. And she said, I'm the official shofar blower of West Virginia. And I, I thought, my thought was, I never even knew there was such a thing. And and so, can I blow the shofar? And and I thought, the, the activation was going on. I said, so, I said, I tell you what, I'm not in charge of this activation. <laughs> I said, Dennis and Tammy Stewart are in charge of this activation, so you need to go ask them, you know. I'm a person of order. And so, I think, I think she went over to Dennis first. I would have loved to have heard that conversation. I know he and I have talked about it in the past, but oh boy, funny things. Fun times. Funny things. Yeah. So many funny things. I I do need to um, make an announcement. Okay. Um, it, it's a little sobering, and and I know that that we 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 don't generally have prayer lists or anything like that but i do know that there's been a number of things that we've stood together on behalf of individuals in our network that have really needed prayer and whether it be for healing or whatever it might be and um of course we continue to lift up robin as she's going through this process um with the lord in her body that the Lord would just continue to lead her into um, care, physician care that is that is following the wisdom of the Lord and really according to His perfect plan for her life. And so, Robin, if you're listening, just know that we continue to pray for you. And I know that you've got some things upcoming um, with the Mayo Clinic, and we're just pray- praying that that they will really have just answers. But we know the Lord has the ultimate answer. But this morning, um, Annette texted me. She and I have been talking um, since last night about her father. And her father took a turn for the worse last night. And is they he's in ICU. And his, his body temperature dropped to like 85 or something. And they couldn't wake him up. And so um, we've been praying for him and praying for her. Well, she texted me right before we went on the broadcast and said that he has major brain damage and they're going to turn his life support off, I think, tomorrow. So just be in prayer for Annette and for her family um, as she says goodbye to her dad. Um, she's given it to the Lord and she's, she's, she's strong, but at the same time, it's a hard thing. And so I just felt like, I felt led to just share that with the saints. She told me that it was okay to do that. Um, just pray for her. And um, just remember her as God puts, puts her family on your heart. So that's my, that's my. Yes. Bless her heart. Father, we, we ask that you would be with Annette right now and that you would strengthen her. And um, we pray that your spirit would move in that in that hospital treatment room right now and that whatever it is that you are wanting to do the very best result in your in your 
according to your will, let that be done. And we thank you that you are in control. And uh, we as saints, we agree that uh, that your spirit is now in charge in a, in a way beyond anything that uh, he has been uh, empo- uh, not empowered, but mobilized to do. We, we agree before the throne and we release your spirit, Father. Do your perfect will. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, uh, let's see. I think we made every announcement we need to make. Let me, let me just tell you something that we are going to be doing uh, we've had some issues with uh, our connections um, and uh, on our on our new equipment, and you know it's it's always difficult to discern where the the problem point is, and um, you know because like if we connect with somebody, they have. A, a device that they're using. They also have their individual uh, internet connection, which from place to place varies. And then you have us here. And, uh, we, you know, again, as I've said millions of times, well, maybe not millions, thousands of times, you know, we, we, prov- we have uh, subscribed to the, the very best fiber connection that a business can have in the city of Dallas. So we know what's coming in here is really top notch. But we we wanted to make sure that as far as we know, we're doing everything we can to empower this equipment that the Saints Network came together to buy. So between now and the seminar, there's going to be a fiber line that's going to replace our cat lines that are now like two generations ago. Things move quickly in the technology. And so we made an agreement last week with uh, uh, the guy that does this kind of work, and um, we've ordered this. So we believe that by seminar, we will have state-of-the-art lines uh, connecting our internet providing source to the equipment. That's TMI, but that's what we're doing. There's always something going around here, <laughs> and we we just want to be able to be at our best for the work God has given all of us to do. So be praying that uh, this will be done quickly and effectively and uh, and then if we still have problems, it's time to start looking in your backyard to figure out what's going on with your equipment and your Wi-Fi. But for now, we want to clean our own self before we start pointing out the moat that's in somebody else's eye. Judgment becomes first in the house of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, is there anything further you want to say, Monica? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. We 
We've certainly enjoyed being with you. And as I said, we look forward to reaching out again tomorrow. Don't forget to register for the upcoming seminar. And uh, if you're if you're vacillating between whether you should come or not in the natural, uh, we want you to be here in the natural. We want you to come. Uh, and uh, we pray that God will direct you toward that end. So, God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.